Hello, my name is Simon Cooper. I'm a partner at Insenco LLP and editor of our insurance e-brief. I'm going to be reading an article from the autumn 2015 edition of the e-brief called Cyber Risk, Issues Involving Physical Damage. The idea that cyber risks are new is wearing thin, leaving behind the harsh reality that exposures to cyber risk are serious, are here to stay, and seem only to be getting worse. Both the severity and frequency of cyber events are increasing, be it a hacking attack, extortion, or human error. Whilst many of the biggest and most costly cyber events have involved data breaches, denial of service attacks, and theft of industrial secrets, We've now entered an era where thought must be given to the risk of cyber events causing real damage to physical things, or even bodily harm to people. Critical infrastructure and utilities are ever more reliant on complex computer systems. Although the frequency of such events is considerably lower than the frequency of data leaks caused by malicious attacks, any event that's able to cause physical damage could have far-reaching consequences. It's not surprising, then, that in recent months there's been more emphasis on monitoring such risks, particularly in the insurance industry, which will inevitably end up facing claims from any physical cyber event. The types of losses that might arise from a physical cyber event are varied. Losses to physical property may not be restricted to the thing that is hacked, but could easily be more widespread, for example, damaging other property which may or may not belong to the insured itself, thereby giving rise to an additional third-party liability. A basic example of how this might arise is a cooling system for a server room being hacked, causing the computer equipment to overheat and malfunction. The extreme heat then causes a small fire to break out, which spreads and damages the building and potentially adjacent properties on different floors within a larger block. This may seem exceptional, but there are occasions of physical damage having been caused by hacking attacks, both intentionally and unintentionally. Moreover, with the constant developments in technology that are being achieved, more exposure and areas of risk can arise. One such example is the development of self-driving cars. Some sectors are more at risk than others. The energy sector has long been identified as a high-level target for both hack attacks and for other system exposures, including those which are not the result of malicious attacks. Similarly, the aviation, shipping, manufacturing and automotive industries are at particular risk, as well as any large-scale national infrastructure, such as utilities. These areas all have in common a great reliance on computer systems to manage and control physical processes and operations. Whilst a cyber event involving physical damage may be considered low frequency at this point, for these areas in particular, any loss is likely to be high value and quite possibly a significant market event for the affected insurers. Stuxnet became widely known as the first cyber event of its kind. It was a sophisticated worm, specifically designed to infiltrate programmable logic controllers, which commonly form part of the systems installed in control machinery. 
the launch of this attack allegedly caused significant physical damage to Iranian nuclear centrifuges. Sony Pictures was hacked in November 2014, and whilst the vast majority of the damage done was as a result of data leaks, there were reports of collateral damage to hardware which was rendered useless by the attacks. Shortly afterwards, in December 2014, there were reports of a cyber attack on a German steelworks. Targeted hacking techniques were used to gain access to the control systems and a blast furnace was shut down improperly, causing extensive physical damage. Earlier this year, a pair of researchers managed to remotely hack and take control of a Jeep Cherokee via its Wi-Fi-enabled entertainment system. Once they'd gained access to the car system, the hackers were able to control key functions including the transmission, stopping the car in motion and rendering it useless. Chrysler subsequently recalled 1.4 million vehicles to install the software patch. More recently, there have been reports of vulnerabilities in the Google car, which leave it exposed to hacking attacks. It's been proven that the LiDAR system on Google's self-driving car, which is responsible for analysing the environment around the car, can be hacked, causing it to sense objects which are not actually there. So how can insurers protect themselves? It's important that all insurers are fully aware of the full scope of cover offered by their products. It's advisable to undertake reviews of non-cyber specialist insurance policies to ensure that they mitigate the risk of unintentionally covering a cyber event. Whilst this may be achieved by narrowing definitions or including market standard exclusions in wordings, insurers might also consider more broader exclusions for all cyber-related risks, however arising. Underwriters might also consider including sublimits where an element of cyber risk is intended to be assumed to limit their exposure. It may also be appropriate to engage cyber specialists to aid in risk review. In any event, the exposure of insurers and their insureds to cyber-related losses is prominent and is increasing. As the nature of cyber risk changes, so must insurers to ensure that they do not assume unwanted and unmeasured risks.